With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. So a lot of random coaching news, including a report out that the Sixers have decided to keep Brett Brown. More on that later. The Lakers announced Frank Vogel with much shame as their head coach. Now, you know they have a lot of shame because I read the press release seven times and they only mentioned the Orlando Magic once. It's almost like it didn't happen. It's almost like that did not take place. Like they've erased that. Like Joseph Stalin runs the Laker PR department and they decided to just erase that from the record books. The Orlando Magic years of Frank Vogel with that puke basketball they played for those two years in Orlando. But he takes over in Los Angeles for a temp job. It's a great temp job. You pay a lot of money, and you only have to last a short amount of time. Perks are pretty good. Get to hang out with some C-list celebrities. You go to Laker games, uh, studio executives and all that, and then you get fired. And you get paid to do nothing. So it's it's a good job. Yeah, why not? But to me, the most interesting story here, Not Frank Vogel. We've already flogged that dead horse. It's the Cleveland show. 
that takes the cake here. And if you were paying attention, this came down uh, very early in the morning. It's just after our watch. Just after our watch. It came down early in the morning. The Cleveland Cadavers have hired their new coach, and it is right out of the outfield. John Beeline. Who? John? Oh, he's a great college basketball coach. John Beeline is a Never new, heard of him. Well, you don't watch college basketball. The same John Beeline who has been a college basketball coach for like 30-plus years is now leaving his happy place in Ann Arbor for life in northern Ohio. Professional basketball. Is this another mistake by the lake? Is this another? Every time I say mistake by the lake, I have the voice of this guy, Keen Connors, who used to work here. You don't know Keen Connors, but he's from Ohio, and he who? used to always yell at me, Keen, because he says, it's not a lake, it's a river. It's not a lake, it's a river. He used to yell at me. But when the legend becomes the fact, you go with the legend. So screw you. I'm going with the legend is what I'm doing, and the legend is the lake burned up. So I'm going with the legend. That's how I'm doing. But to, to say that this came out of left field would be an understatement. Now, we know the term out of left field is a reference to a mental hospital that was beyond the stands in Chicago where the Cubs used to play baseball, not at Wrigley Field, but their old ballpark. And they, they had the, the people that played the outfield could hear the mental patients at the hospital screaming in torture. Uh, like they had been tortured, and that's the term out in left field. If you had to go out and play left field at the ballpark in Chicago, that was like, oh, my God, that's a nightmare. Because you could he- literally hear while you're standing in the outfit, you could hear the people screaming from the mental institution in in, in Chicago. Uh, anyway, all right, so the, the Cavaliers interviewed like 10 different people. Uh, no one's ever heard of any of them. Um, John Beeline was not disclosed. His name was not mentioned. They likely did not think he would actually, A, take the job, or B, they would offer him the job. But surprise, 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 they did just that. The Cleveland Cavaliers signing him to a five-year contract. So let's discuss this which I believe is very compelling because it not only affects the balance of power in the Big Ten, but it also shakes up the NBA a little bit. Shakes it up. All right, so the what are the odds? Question, what are the odds that John Beeline can be successful with the Cleveland Cavaliers? Now, of course, this is a sliding scale. What is your definition of successful? Is successful making a playoff appearance with Cleveland? Would that be successful a post-LeBron if the Cavaliers were to get to the playoffs with a player not named LeBron on the team? Would that be successful? Uh, now, I'm going to set the odds at plus 900, which implies a 10% chance of success. Now, success is not winning a championship. That's not it. Success is becoming a relevant playoff team. To me, that is success for John Beeline. The bar is low in Cleveland. The bar is low, kind of like the talent level in Cleveland is low. So that's where I'm at with Beeline. So my observation is you've got Itchy, Kamikaze, and the Parachute. You've got those three things, and we will put all of this together into a bowl. We'll add some milk, and we'll make sure we eat it before it gets soggy is what we're going to do. Now, number one, John Beeline. He could have continued down the safe path as the head basketball coach at Michigan 
and he has done very well. The last 12 years, listen, I, I was a Beeline guy. I first learned of Beeline like, you know, after he'd been coaching for 50 years when he was at West Virginia, and they had this guy, Kevin Pitchsnoggle, who I liked. I liked Pitchsnoggle, uh, and, and so I, I was a fan of Beeline's. And for the past 12 years, he's done a couple of things. He's not gotten in any kind of hot water, and he's won a bunch of games, made a couple of Final Fours, won the Big Ten a few times. He's the all-time winningest coach in Wolverines history. He's won 65% of his games. He's produced a bunch of first-round picks into the NBA. Seven, I believe, since 2013 have gone to the NBA from Michigan. And he has done something which is very difficult to do at a football institution. John Beeline has done better than the football coach, Jim Harbaugh. Like Harbaugh, with all that NFL pedigree and all that, not exactly lighting the world on fire for the Wolverines on Saturday afternoons, but the college basketball team in Michigan with Beeline has been pretty good. Right? It's pretty good. Right? Not nearly as celebrated as Harbaugh, but still. And he had said, you know, thanks but no thanks to all that. This is a case of John Beeline essentially being a really big fan of the Itchy and Scratchy show. He had an itch that he wanted to scratch. And we talked about this last year. <laughs> Didn't think you, uh, you'd hear that, did you? I, but last year, I think it was Mallard of the third degree, Cooper, the rumor was that, uh, that Beeline was going to go to the Pistons. And we talked about it, and and then would he stay? Would he ever get another job? I didn't think I didn't think he was going to get another opportunity at the NBA. He he had tested the waters there. He finally decides to take a leap of faith and goes all in. And this is like a, a lifer guy, right? A basketball lifer. There's a bunch of these guys all over the place. Some of them don't get to the top level. Most of them don't get to the top level of. Their sport, but this guy's been doing it. He started as a high school head coach and worked all over the place. And he said, why not give it a shot? Test yourself at the top level. Over the years, several college coaches have told me, back in the old days when I used to hang out in those circles, that they wanted to try the pro game. They wanted to. So the shocker to me is that Beeline made the move at age 66. Typically, you don't make this drastic a career change when you're past the age of retirement. So I am genuinely surprised that Beeline made the move to the NBA, and because of the generation gap and ageism where they're trying to hire younger and younger coaches, I assume the position that he would not have this opportunity. It seemed last year that he had used the Pistons' interest to get that rolling extension at Michigan. And so when you get the rolling extension, that should be the end of the story. And, but it, now, now the Cavaliers get he gets to pop its cherry in the NBA. Good luck, good luck. Enjoy those back to backs between Toronto and and Brooklyn. That'll be fun. Have a good time there. And Charlotte and Orlando on the back to back. That'll be nice. Also, now number two, Dan Gilbert, the menacing owner of Cleveland's professional basketball team. He has long been smitten with college coaches over the years. We have documented here canoodling with the likes of Tom Izzo and John Calipari. This has taken place. Both those guys ultimately turned their back on the Cavaliers, decided not to take it, and finally, after flirtation with all these different big-name college basketball coaches, the owner of the Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert, was able to succeed on this seemingly kamikaze mission to twist the arm of a prominent college basketball coach and bring him to Cleveland. And from an X's and O's standpoint, John Beeline, what's not to like? 
Now, at one point, he was seen as an innovator. I don't think you can say that anymore. I mean, the, the things that Beeline did, you know, the X's and O's and all that stuff, the the Beeline system is now common practice around the basketball landscape. It's kind of like like the D'Antoni system. Like It's fun to goof on D'Antoni and say his system will never win. The problem with that is that the Golden State Warriors are running the D'Antoni system and have won the championship or been in the finals every year my entire life, it seems. So, you know, in the beeline system is something in layman's terms, which is constant motion, passing, you know, the basics, teamwork and all that, outside shooting, and usually start out with four players outside the three-point arc, and then you've got one person at the top, and it's the the offense goes through. Similar to what the Nuggets do with Nikola Jokic and how the offense goes through Nikola Jokic a little bit, something along those lines. And so will it work, right? What What's not, not to like? I mean, it seems like every team in the NBA is doing a version of that. And, and I like the way Beeline's teams had played in college, but this is a weird science experiment, bringing this act to the NBA. Now, the final point here. While John Beeline was being critiqued, being judged for leaving Michigan and taking a bad NBA job, it is actually a smart career move for John Beeline. I'll tell you why. Right, I'm going to tell you why it's a smart move. Number number one, while the Cavaliers roster blows right number now, one. right, I, I don't think anyone will push back on that. The draft lottery is Tuesday night. Tonight is our Tuesday show. So Tuesday night, and the Cavaliers, could they, would they, should they, will they get that number one pick and, or the number two pick? Either one of those would be really, really good. That job becomes much more attractive. They have a 14% chance of winning the Zion sweepstakes, which is similar to the Clearinghouse sweepstakes uh, or the McDonald's contest where the Big Mac and all that, you know, the whole, the whole thing, the scratcher games. So the Zion sweepstakes, the consolation prize is Jaw. That's the consolation prize, as in Jaw Morant, the. Never heard of. Well, you didn't watch college basketball again. That was a star of the tournament there. Uh, and so if Zion or Jaw walk through that door, that's a that's a better job. But even if that doesn't work out, think of this as a nice golden parachute. Dan Gilbert has made it rain at the club, right? Greenbacks are in the air everywhere, and they got John Beeline's name on it. It is going to be fascinating to see how this all plays out because Beeline didn't play in the NBA, doesn't have NBA coaching on his resume, and he's got a giant age gap. The oldest player on the Cavaliers who figures to be on the team next season is Kevin Love, who was born in 1988. He will be 31 next season. Kevin Love's the old guy around the Cavaliers. John Beeline started his coaching career in 1975. So you can tell there's a bit of a difference. Colin Sexton, the, the hot shot guard out of Alabama, Colin Sexton, was, he was born in 1999. Beeline was at Richmond just before he rose to fame at West Virginia and then finally landed at Michigan. And, and Sexton was just born at that particular time. And he's always got the fallback plan. In life, you got to have a fallback plan. You got to have options. And he's got options. Because there's one thing I know about college basketball. 
If you really want to still work and you don't want to retire, you can always go back down the road. If you're John Beeline, there are like 300 college basketball jobs, and you can get one of those in a heartbeat. And you probably get a better job than just a crap job in, in the world of college basketball. But I would say by the time he's done with this contract, if all of the money is guaranteed on the five-year contract, Beeline will be 71 years old. He doesn't have to coach. Right, you can just hang out. You know, 71, rich, 71. Got the, He's already rich anyway. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Go. Garcia. Yeah, this news came out literally I was, as I was walking out the I door uh, this morning. And, uh, yes, I'm really surprised. I mean, look, if, if John Beeline wants this challenge, if he wants to have this I don't know, life experience of being a professional coach, you know, before he's done. Okay, more power to him. But I, yeah, I, you, you mentioned all of it. I mean, 66 years old, no NBA experience at all. Uh, why would you not want to just, you know, live out the, the final years of your coaching life being adored as the all-time winningest coach at Michigan and probably still having pretty good success? But, I yeah. mean, it's his career. It's well, his it's, life. It's that's be, what he wants to do. It's got to be ego, right? Because he's like, people don't think he can succeed. They think he's too old. They don't think he can make it. He wants a new challenge. He At Michigan, what's the challenge? He knows he's going to have good teams every year at Michigan. They're going to contend. Maybe they don't win the Big Ten every year. They don't. But he's going to contend. And, and he, I know he's had problems with Tom Izzo and all that. But he's still done very well in the tournament. So it's got to be an ego-based thing because that's the top level. And, and I've, I've seen interviews in the past with Beeline. And he said it's not. He likes the fact that he doesn't have to worry about recruiting and all that nonsense and pretend the sham of NCAA amateurism. He doesn't have to worry about that in the NBA. It doesn't matter. Everyone's getting paid. That that's fine. But in the NBA, of course, as you know, the players make a hell of a lot of money, yeah. and they will stop listening to you uh, in about a week, and that's that. So yeah, that's fine. But there's I, there's give and take on both sides. Well, they just don't listen to you in college either, really, because yeah, they're there for like I, six months. With that you can control their playing time. The top players, they don't care. They're they're gone. They're going to go to the NBA. Who cares? They're dunskies. You think Zion Williamson had to listen to Coach K at Duke? I don't think he had to, but I think he did. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Now, right. you, you mentioned you mentioned he's 66 now, and he's got a five-year deal. Well, yeah. now, now, granted, you know, if we're all financially secure, you see yourself doing some radio when you're uh, in your early early 70s? <laughs> uh, well, I'll probably need to because of financial reasons, <laughs> the way I'm going. But if I didn't need oh, nothing. to, I wouldn't mind. By then, everyone will think on like a podcast or whatever, but I wouldn't mind doing it. Maybe not every day. The grind of doing it every day might be a little much. Who's no, the? I, I, say I the mean, gr- how old I say is Francesa? How who's like the oldest sports well, talk how, radio guy you can think of? Well, Francesa's up there. Well, Howard Stern's in his well sports. Mids. Let's keep it with sports, but just radio, right? Doing the the business of radio. That's a good question. How old is Mike Francesa? He's got to be in his early sixty five. Oh, he's sixty. Oh, mid sixties. Yeah, it doesn't do it for. And his he's ha- already you know, but he doesn't nodding know off on the air. Like, well, he's been doing that for 10 years, but he doesn't Francesca do the show from his house on Long Island? I think he does. Most of the time, he doesn't even go into Manhattan. He just stays in his house. He's got a studio set up. And wow, he and Howard Stern are the same age. There you go. So 65. Uh, there's old, there's people, other older people are not doing it. I don't know, when are you checking out? Are you going to retire soon? Are you going to announce your yeah, retirement? I will, not, I will not be doing this when I'm 70. You will not? No. Have you had picked a date, an, uh, an arbitrary no, no, date? I, you, no, no, I have not. You have not? I, I'm, I'm sure I will not what be What if you get to 70 and you still want to do it, though? Would you still do it? If no, you, I'm, 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 I'm done. So you don't have the passion for it, like you think you're going to burn out or something like that? As long as I still have a passion for it, I, I, why would I not do it? Mike North is 67. Yeah. Northy. 
Yeah, he was still going until oh, a couple no years question. ago. He's still doing something. Isn't he? I, I see him on Twitter. Is, all the time. is our friend Tony Bruno still he, doing he, anything? He, Tony does a like a podcast thing. Yeah, he, he's still doing stuff. And I think Mike North does a weekly gambling show. Good for him. Hanging out. I heard he was moving generation. to Vegas. Shut your ass. <laughs> Did that ever happen? Did he ever move to Vegas? I, I think he's got like split residency. Oh, I heard. Well, that's he's nice. in Chicago part of the year in Vegas when the weather gets. This nasty. guy's a Chicago, terrorist. He goes. <laughs> he goes there. Well, we should thank Mike North because he was the creator of the Gagon oh, forever. Yeah. We'll thank I him mean, for that. that's a gift. The Gagon parody account, which won Tweeter of the Year, whatever it was, Twitter User of the Year a couple years ago. That was a creation of Mike North and uh, with the David Gagon. That's it. I mean, just you talking. <laughs> about tribute you know, a great tribute to your co-workers who you work with giving them a shout out like that that is uh, tremendous so it's just just absolutely great uh, immortalized yeah be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app juan gabriel juan selena selena celia cruz azúcar Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The dreaded day after you screwed up at your job and you got to go back. And the, the reward if you're a professional athlete is, yeah, you got to go back and clean up your stuff, but you're on vacation now. The vacation starts. So how much of a punishment is it when you're on vacation? And you can go to a nice tropical destination and enjoy yourself, but the exit day in the Delaware Valley, the 76 players who were licking their wounds after that last-second loss, the bounce, 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 bounce in by Kawhi Leonard. And they're still recovering from the humanity, the demoralizing defeat there, the three terrible possessions where they were all afraid to shoot. Uh, prior to that, in the in the late game stages there, as the Raptors get ready to open up the Eastern Conference Finals now against Giannis Adentacumbo and the Milwaukee Bucks, we had a conga line of Sixer players that were all, as I said, circling the wagons to defend their coach, standing by their man, Brett Brown, Joel Embiid, he was front and center. A lot of rumors about Brett Brown being fired. And uh, well, Joel Embiid, let's say he did not bite his tongue. I heard about all these rumors and stuff, and I just thought it was uh, bull. He's done a oh. fantastic job. Oh. He's been there through everything. Uh, and then this year, I think he grew even more. As a coach, he learned. We all learned. Yeah, I don't know who edited that, but that's embarrassing. You put a bleep in there. If you can't put a bleep, don't put the soundbite in. It does not work when you just edit out the word. Someone screwed up. I don't know who put that in there, but somebody messed up. Play it again. Listen how stupid this sounds when you don't put a beep in there. It sounds so much better. If the guy cursed, oh, my God, he said the S word. He said fertilizer. We're all going to be struck by lightning because an adult man said the S word. Holy Moses. We've got to edit it out. I heard about all these rumors and stuff, and I just thought it was uh, bull. Oh, He's my God. He said job. He's been there. All right, all right. It's ridiculous. All right, so he said he did a fantastic job, and he said bull fertilizer, but he said he said a word that rhymes with ship is what he said. Okay, all right, very nice. Uh, now Jimmy Butler, he said uh, of Brett Brown, he said Brett Brown has a huge heart. He says he's a great dude, works incredibly hard. He said, 
And Jimmy Butler, who's a pending free agent, believes that Brett Brown will be in Philadelphia a long time. Everyone was asked about Brett Brown. They tossed accolades. They throw rose bouquets at Brett Brown. They threw them at him, uh, praising him. Uh, And so that was early in the day on Monday. And then by late Monday evening, word came down per a Woj bomb that the Sixers owner had apparently decided that, hey, these guys like the coach. So despite the fact that he sucked this year, they didn't get past the second round of the playoffs, I'm going to keep him. Josh Harris, who controls ownership in Philadelphia, the declaration that the Sixers intend to keep Brett Brown and Brown Town going into the 2019-2020 season. So let's discuss the question. Are the Sixers making the right call here in keeping the status quo and the train going down the tracks with Brett Brown as the conductor? It is a dubious situation. Uh, I'm going no on this. Now, I said previously it was an 85% chance that Brett Brown was gone. The 15% chance won. He's got to be on thin ice. I mean, the, the view is here you've got the donkey, nuclear, transmutation, and the nurse. All right, you got those three things, and we'll put all of this into a nice baba ganoush. Now, first of all, completely understandable that Joel Embiid and all of his teammates there would run to defend their coach. All right, completely understandable. If he had not Embiid given a full endorsement, it would have been surprising, maybe even shocking. We're talking about the day after a playoff series. The Sixers' corpse isn't even cold yet from losing to Toronto. And so to defend your coach, to form Voltron around your coach, is by the book. It's predictable. It's pin the tail on the donkey is what it is. And it's really a loaded question, right? Because Embiid would be kicking a guy when he's down if he unloaded on Brett Brown. Theoretically, if Embiid and other Sixer players really had a problem with Brett Brown, they're not going to do it public. It's like a politician. Public versus private. You would take care of it privately, and then some story would come out a week from now, two weeks from now, three weeks from now about some prominent Sixers player who just doesn't think Brett Brown knows what he's doing. But that stuff would be handled through back channels. Now, secondly, this decision to placate Brett Brown, and really it's placate Joel Embiid by keeping Brett Brown, it's not Joel Embiid's decision to make. For now, Brett Brown has gotten a presidential pardon at the 11th hour. How long this particular stay of execution lasts, that is an open-ended question because the Komodo dragon in the room in Philadelphia is the the words of the 76ers managing partner, his own words, death by your own mouth. Because remember, let's go back in the hot tub time machine. After Philadelphia loaded up the roster, shoveling in players, Jimmy Butler, they got him. Tobias Harris, they got him. All acquired. The, the Sixers got rid of their rainy day fund. They got rid of all the stuff they were saving up for a rainy day and trust the process, that scam, and they got all these players. And before the start of the playoffs, Josh Harris said he fully expected the 76ers to at least, the very least, reach the Eastern Conference Finals. Oops-a-daisy. Oops-a-daisy. Yeah, instead, 
the Sixers now will be watching Toronto and Milwaukee, and Brett Brown turned a golden roster, a roster some pundits said was second to Golden State in the entire NBA, top-to-bottom talent, took that roster, and then turned gold into lead. It's funny, he took a piece of gold, a bar of gold, and said, I would like that to be lead. That is what we call nuclear transmutation is what it is. And, and Brett Brown, by all reports here, players coach, right? You know, while I do believe that the head coach has little to actual to do with coaching, you occasionally have to do some coaching, don't you? I mean, you're not just a motivational speaker. And if you're best buddies with all the players and you get through that and you're shielding the media, okay. But Brett Brown is taking this to the extreme levels. Tell me how Ben Simmons is a better player today than last season because of Brett Brown. Still passive, doesn't shoot, apparently can't shoot from the outside. So what do they do? Does Brett Brown like work with him in practice at all? Do they do anything? Is just they don't show up they show up to games, that's it. Can't shoot, not aggressive, offensive liability. Then you got Joel Embiid, who's a fine player. But how much better is Joel Embiid today than he was a year ago? He floats around the three-point line. He rarely goes down low. And he has free reign with little to no coaching saying, hey, maybe you shouldn't stand out at the three-point line. We need to get something going on offense. You might want to, I don't go down low because you're like seven foot three or something like that. Maybe you should go down low. Now, the final thought here. On, the, uh, on an earlier edition of the show, as I mentioned, I, I said there's an 85% chance that Brett Brown would be Polak'd as coach in, in Philadelphia. Now, obviously, that has not happened. For now, they have decided to keep him. But this is a stay of execution, inevitably, that will not last very long. Brown is in a very precarious situation. And the biggest reason to fire Brett Brown, all you need to do is look to Canada. Toronto. They had Dwayne Casey, who was the coach of the year for the Raptors. They had reached a fork in the road. They felt like they couldn't get to a higher level. And so what did they do? Did they hire a bunch of rabbis and priests and witches like the Knicks have done, apparently, to try to get Zion Williamson? No. No, no, no. Uh, They couldn't get through a certain point. They had reached this glass ceiling, and they fired Dwayne Casey and hired a male nurse, Nick Nurse, they then traded away either their first or second best player, depending on who you are, DeMar DeRozan, and one of the greats in franchise history. They traded DeMar DeRozan away for Kawhi Leonard, and now with the same basic roster around Kawhi Leonard, give or take, the Toronto Raptors are four wins away from the NBA Finals. That is a compelling argument to dump Brett Brown. Uh, absolutely. Now, it's an understatement that, you know, to say that Brett Brown is on a short leash, uh, absolutely he's on a, a a short leash. He's going to be in the crosshairs uh, until Philadelphia gets to the conference finals. Another bad stretch. I mean, this is something he might even make it to the playoffs. Now, the Sixers are underachieving in December or January. Why doesn't Josh Harris just hit the eject button right there and say, uh, adios, muchachos, get out of here. See you later. I'm I'm done. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, 
Judas Solid Gold Garcia. You mentioned Dwayne Casey, and and yes. that's a good example, I guess, of a you know the coach of the year being gone and the team doing better. But they're not doing better because of Nick Nurse. They're doing better because they have Kawhi Leonard on their well, roster. Well, good. Now. So trade Ben Simmons. Then that's the other thing you could do. You can trade Ben Simmons. Someone will take him. Get rid of him. Done. All right, we agree. Trade Ben Simmons. Well, I mean, you, you want to get something good in return well, that makes you, you a better team. Him? What do you want for him? What do I want for him? Well, you don't want a basketball guy. Yeah. See, they could trade. Ben Simmons. The problem is he's not making a ton of money, and all the other point guards are making a ton of money. That's the problem. Like you could trade, in theory, Ben Simmons for for Mike Conley in Memphis would be a wonderful trade, but you, the math doesn't work out because Conley's making like twenty five million or thirty million or whatever it is in in Memphis, and Ben Simmons is on his rookie contract, so you couldn't do that. You'd have to throw a million other players in to make the mathematics. Work the Maller math does not uh, does not work. I'm also upset Eddie because last hour we heard from well we we told the story of a Phoenix Suns player who was handcuffed at a music festival in Miami and then decided what any reasonable human being would do to run away from the police while wearing the handcuffs didn't get very far and then we had some guys call up that had also run away from the police and they were going to tell their stories but some of them hung up probably because they were running from the police <laughs> that could be that could be why yeah. they were doing it the police were near them and they just had to take off and so uh, I, I get a kick out of those stories i think those stories are usually pretty good i'm guessing there's a few other people who can take their place yeah. i'm 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 guessing there's a few of our uh, listeners who have experienced that before yeah uh, jamie writes in says hey ben ben simmons should work with kobe bryant in the offseason works so well for jason tatum that's what he said. Philly Rob points out that Brett Brown needs to hire away shooting coach Chip England, who helped Kawhi learn how to shoot. Who? From, from Philly who? Rob. He's the shooting whisperer, Chip England. The guy's made a living. He makes like $100,000 a year traveling around as a shooting guru around the NBA. See here. Uh, this guy Jacobson writes in and says the Sixers should pay CJ McCollum top dollar to own the rights of his tape on the last play of the game to ice game seven. That's like a non sequitur. I don't know what that. That's a very non a non sequitur situation. All right, we'll uh, we'll take some calls here. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you'd like to be part eight seven seven. Nine nine six six three six nine. Let's say hello to Manuel in Gardena, California. Hello, Manuel. Oh, he's running to the phone. He's running to find his phone movement. He's about to realize he's on the live air in the radio box. He's in my man, Ben Mallory. Yes, I did. Hey, so uh. What's this I hear about? I heard you talking NBA draft earlier, and uh, what were you saying about uh, whoever doesn't get Zion, they get Chaw or something ja, like that? John ja Morant, you know, the great John Morant. of weed, you know. I'm not too much into that Copenhagen or uh, <laughs> that Red Man. You know, that Chaw doesn't do nothing for me. No. But, uh, yeah, yeah hey, uh, anyway, you know he's going to New York, the cold envelope thing, and I it's going to happen. No, man. they don't do but, envelopes uh, anymore. No, I hope uh, not. Sure I they wanna, don't, no, Benny. I, it's more fun when James Dolan and the Nick fan is in pain, in agony. Hey, I, how, how the hell is J.D. and the crotch shots doing these days? I haven't heard none of their deplorable, the you know, the, that crap that they call music yeah. in a while, thankfully. But, uh, hey, uh, Benny, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in the near future. 
Oh, well, come uh, down boy, here and uh, hang out. Yeah, you're more than your welcome. So Ferky, uh, uh, what Coop the Loop or whatever, just tell him to let me know which, uh, yeah. one of these uh, organic uh, restaurants he prefers. No, but, uh, no, but I don't know. Real organic. men, yeah. we're gonna be eating sandwiches. All right, all right. There you go. All so, right, uh, you guys good. have a great all night, right, man. Good show. All right, there he goes. I think he's confusing me with tie shirt. You think so? Yeah, I, I think I, so. I, I think organic's the biggest scam in the world. I don't know what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, Coop said that various times on the show. I was at Costco this past weekend, and I walked down the aisles of Costco, and every other product was organic. And every time I saw the word organic, I said, scam, 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 yep. scam, scam, scam. What is this thing that our, our friend Sports Plus has posted about, like, 50 pizzas for $19? What's that all about? Oh, I think he's just goofing on You can't get 50 pizzas for $19 no. at Costco. They're $10 a pie at Costco if you get the cheese pizza, $10 a pie. Although you can get the Costco's pizzas. You can make them yourself. They're pre-made, but you just have to put them in the oven. You can get those for about 8 9 bucks. I think. Yeah, you I've save, seen you those. You save a yeah. couple of bucks. You save a couple of bucks. They're in the deli section at Costco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in deli section. But, uh, have you yeah. tried those? Yeah, I, I've made those in the past. I, I, lately, we've been making like this homemade thing from scratch type. Uh, pizza does it taste? Thing. Does it taste the same as the one they make there at Costco? Or is it- yeah, it's the same stuff. They just don't cook it. You just have to cook. It. Well, you don't ah, have any, right. We don't have the high powered oven to get to you know, seven hundred degrees yeah, to yeah, cook yeah, it the yeah. way they cook it in like ten minutes. They can make a pizza in like less than ten minutes from start to finish. I think it's even a lot less than that. That, that the ovens are so hot there. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Uh, let's say hello to Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. Let's go to Peter. Who's in New Orleans? He's writing a book, and it's it came out actually in 2016. We just nobody saw it. Hello, Peter in New Orleans. Good evening, gentlemen. How are y'all doing tonight? Welcome back, Peter. How can we help you, buddy? Your tagline in the air everywhere is infinitely more profound than you understand yet. I think, but after this book is published. It won't be misunderstood anymore. Now, how is the book coming? Give me an update. I need a status report on the book because the callers have changed since you started calling, Peter. When you started working on the book, we've gone through generations of callers. Some have graduated. Some have died. uh, Some stopped calling. Some quit the show. Some are in jail. So we've had this changeover of callers since you started writing the book. That's right. And that's the way life goes and so we have to work with that and of course i've got all of them in mind and i can't put all of them in it but you know the ones that are going to i think lead the pack are the ones that have made the most influence and you know on the show through the years so what are we looking at like a genie in medford cowboy genie in medford Cowboy and Windsor. Cowboy and Windsor, uh, Philexis. Oh, Philexis, of course. Doc Mike in Chicago. Remember the, 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 great, the great stories with Doc? Now, we, Tammy in Montana. Tammy. What about Weedman? Will he be in there? Absolutely. Well, and will of course, be. Oh, okay. Yes, and Hollering James, no doubt. Uh, Hollering James is an, an iconic figure. Uh, but let sure. me ask you a question. Yes, yes, Peter. W- what happened to Pete in Pittsburgh? Well, Pete's semi-retired. Pete, Who? Pete does not call the show very often. He's more into politics. I think he's not into sports as much as he used to be. So he's more into politics now, and so he doesn't call the show until like I think it was once every three months. Peter get all liquored up and stay up all night in Pittsburgh, and he'll call the show completely s-faced. And so we, and then he'll complain about how all the callers stink and they're terrible, and he was great, and that's usually how that goes with Pete. Yeah. Well, you know he's right, of course. 
Well, he's always right. He's a legend. He is always yeah, right. Yeah. Just ask him. Yeah. So what we're talking about is that the universe is made of electromagnetic energy, which is an open system that connects everything, uh, as opposed to the Einsteinian relativity idea that everything is just gravity. It just pulls towards itself. So we're connected by this energy that is literally in the air everywhere. And of course, we talked about Tesla and Marconi and you know, profit over progress, wealth over health. These ideas are going to be in the book. It's about an energy revolution. And your voice and the Ben Maller show and the whole energy of it, certain characters in it, are going to be a recurring theme that is going to kind of give a heartbeat to the book. I'm excited about the people. We've got to let you go on that. But I'm excited about the book, and it's it's almost like Gone with the Wind. I, I remember they took 10 years to write, for Margaret Mitchell to write Gone with the Wind. It took 10 years. This book is on pace for about 10 years. Since Peter's been calling up, giving us updates on the book, I can't wait to go on a book tour. I mean, it's gonna be fun. Go around, travel around the country, right now. You know, me and, and Peter side by side. There'd be a lot of fun. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. I wish it was Sweet Lou Dunbar, which is what Jay Scoop came up with, but it's not. Loop, what do we have? A report on Sunday said that DeMarcus Cousins is on course to return by the Western Conference Finals, by the end of the Western Conference Finals anyway. Ben, how much of an impact do you expect Boogie to have, positive or otherwise? All right, so first of all, I don't think he's going to play. I don't buy the report. There's some other reporting that says he probably won't play. He would be rushing back DeMarcus Cousins. It's not going to end well. If he's a sluggard, he's not in game shape. He will end up being a liability for Golden State, not a positive. Secondly, the Warriors, they got to ride this thing with the Splash Brothers, with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. That's what they're going to do, obviously, with Draymond Green. And if you bring DeMarcus Cousins back at all, even if it's in the NBA Finals, use him as a decoy. But I would not expect anything. I'd be stunned if DeMarcus Cousins does anything to actually help the Warriors win, win one of these games. All right, next... When speaking with TMZ over the weekend, Lala Anthony guaranteed... Lala! We're quoting Lala Anthony! That's right. She yes. guaranteed that Carmelo will be on an NBA roster next season. Now, Ben, we <laughs> thought someone would add him this season. That didn't happen. Yeah. You think Melo is done for good? All right. So, hey, my advice to Carmelo Anthony is, is simple. Take the first flight to Beijing and make a killing in the Chinese Basketball League. Follow the path of Stefan Marbury... Or just retire like Dwayne Wade. But no, the NBA, forget about it. B, unless he can reinvent himself and brainwash LeBron James to bring him to the Lakers, there's no obvious fit in the NBA. In the age of Teslas, Carmelo Anthony's the horse and buggy. It doesn't work. All right, his style of play is outdated. Next. Ben, the Tigers fan who caught Albert Pujols' solo home run that gave him 2,000 RBI, pulled a 180 and now decided to return the ball to Pujols for nothing in return. Ben, if you caught a valuable record-breaking home run, what would you do with it? Well, Keep it, sell it, or give it back to the player? Well, Poole says he doesn't want the ball back. The Tigers look like a bunch of douchebags in that story. They treated the guy like a punk. So I hate the Tigers because they gave him an ultimatum and all. They said they wouldn't verify the ball. Yeah, so I saw that. What a bunch of jerks, scumbag. I'm glad the Tigers blow. No, I'd sell it, Coop. I want to make some money. I, I want to get a couple of bucks. How do we do? Fail. I fail, won fail, the game. Fail. He said fail. I won. Told me off the air I won. 
I won. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And we are in the midst of Maller's Mountain Money. It is the Kate Blanchett edition. I'm told she's 49 years old. Happy birthday. I hope you have lots of candles in your cake and have a good time. Okay, have fun. Have balloons. Have cake. The whole thing. Extra frosting on your cake, please. All right. The categories are we have The Missing, Babel, Cinderella, and Ocean's 8. The teams are Daniel who runs an app in the Bay Area. He is teamed up with Coop. And we have Jerry, who drives like 7,000 miles a week. And he is teamed (laughs) up with Eddie, and he works in aerospace. Daniel, you are on the air first. Who do you want to partner up with, Daniel? Are you partnering with me? Oh, uh, oh, that's right. Uh, Daniel, who do you want to partner up? We already know that. Pick a category. If I can talk, that would help. Pick a category. Uh, Let's go with uh, Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8, okay. We'll put you down for that. And Jerry, what about your category? Uh, we'll go for Babel. Babel. Oh That's what I do a lot of, babbling. Okay, <laughs> very good. Coop, you are up first, and this category is Ocean's 8. These athletes have all stolen something. How appropriate. I wonder if they ran in the hood like Sean did. All right, uh, we'll put 45 seconds on the clock. We need the first and last name, and good luck. You are on your way, Coop and Daniel. Current quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, James Winston? Yes. Uh, this guy, he went to jail for stealing some stuff, but he also stole a couple lives. Uh, former running back. Killed his wife. Oh. Former running back. Okay. Uh, wow. He's the current wide receiver for the... Uh, oh, man. He played on the Lions. He played on the Seahawks. I don't know who he plays for now. Uh, <laughs> he, his... <laughs> His first name is uh, not Silver, but uh, Golden Tate. Yes. Hey. Okay. Uh, his nickname was Nails. He played for the Philadelphia Phillies. He stole a bunch of money from people. He's he he's always in the news for weird stuff. Oh wow, Ooh. that was already forty-five seconds. Time, well, you time took flies about thirty on OJ, but uh, <laughs> you you made it forty points. Very impressive. Uh, I think you had a really good chance. Not to bad. Win game. All right, Jerry, uh, the door points, is open, buddy. Let's let's do this. All right, this category this, is Eddie. is Babel. <laughs> These athletes all speak multiple <clears throat> languages. Multiple languages. Forty five seconds on the clock. You're on your way and go. Uh, former Colts and Broncos quarterback brother Eli is a quarterback as well. Uh, Peyton, Peyton Manning. Uh, Jesus-loving failed NFL quarterback, won the Heisman of Florida. Won the Heisman of Florida, Tim Tebow. Uh, former Spurs guard from France, he was married to Ava Longoria. Uh, manager, uh, Tony Parker. Yeah, uh, current Toronto forward, a great defensive player from Africa. Uh, he also uh, played... Serge Ibaka. Yes, uh, Houston center. Uh, he's a black guy, but he's from Switzerland, I believe. Uh, good. Uh, Clint Capella. Yes, uh, wow. former Colts star wide receiver uh, from Haiti. From Haiti, um, also played with the 49ers and the Redskins. But he uh, starred with the Colts, though. That's kind of like a French last name. French last name and first uh, name too. Uh, That's all right. You did great well, compared to Coop. Yeah, yeah, one sixty. <laughs> so I was Pierre Garçon was the last guy. So yeah, there we go. I knew it was right there. Yeah. Oh, so you guys got 160. Coop's got 40, which means Coop's goes he goes right back. You're listening to Maller's Mountain of Money. And uh, boy, Daniel, I hope that app goes better in the game. But maybe you'll do better here. Uh <laughs> what we have Cinderella and the missing. 
Let's go Cinderella. Cinderella. All right, these athletes were all on a Cinderella team. 45 seconds on the clock. We're on our way. Go. Current star for the Warriors, one half of the Splash Brothers. Steph Curry? Yes. Uh, he was the quarterback for the Rams. Greatest show on turf. Yes. Uh, He snapped his leg first game that he played for the Celtics. He used to play for the Jazz. Gordon Hayward? Yes. Uh, He's uh, he's got the single season record for most sacks. He uh, he played for the Giants. He's a gap tooth. What's that? Yes. Has the record for most strikeouts of all time. The Express. Uh, Roger Clemens? No. Um, No, he, he played for the Angels, the Rangers. Yes, yes, yes. Um, First baseman for the Astros. He later played outfield for the Rangers. We got 160 that time, so you do the math. That's 200, so you got to get 50 points, Eddie, and you're in the game. So last category is the missing. It's Jerry and Eddie. We'll put 45 seconds on the clock, and you're on your way. Go. Uh, Former NBA guard with the Magic and the Rockets. I don't think he ever made it out of the second round of the playoffs. Kind of had a lazy eye. I <laughs> uh, pass. Okay, a gr- greatest hitter of all time in baseball with the Red Sox, the splendid splinter. They froze his uh, head. Wade Boggs? Wade no, Boggs? No, no. Oh. Before that, oh. way before that, old school. Uh-oh. Oh, Ted Williams. Yes, yes, there it is, right? That's yeah, 60. The there you go. Yeah. Nice job, Jerry. <laughs> Kind of well a, done. Kind of a chicken heart. Eddie, Eddie jumped ahead. He went to the 100-point yeah. question. What's wrong with that? He tried that, and then he went to the 60-point question. He didn't even mess around with a 10, yeah. 20, 30. Tracy, good job. Tracy, good job, Eddie. Yeah, good job by you, dude. Uh, Tracy McGrady <laughs> was you. the uh, guy we didn't And Eddie, uh, actually, Coop didn't. The Lance Berkman was the guy. You were, oh, look. Oh. Daniel hung up. He's like, I'm, I lost. Uh, I'm out of here. Yeah. All right, well, Jerry, Jerry wins a golden ticket. Good job, Jerry. Uh, I just hope You're a that, winner. I hope that Daniel's not doing content for that that app because that's, uh, <laughs> that's a little tough there, man. But uh, no, he seems like a good guy. I'm sure he just had a bad day. People get on the radio and stuff happens. You get on the radio and crazy stuff, crazy odd stuff uh, happens. Another edition of Maller's Mountain Money. Another win for me. Yeah, bad game. Can I, not competitive. Was oh, that was game. a good game. It would have been a great game if I had it was played. A but it, was, uh, it was not good. It's a good game, right, um, Roberto? It was a terrible game. It wasn't a blowout. No, it wasn't bad. a blowout. It was yeah. bad. I got 40 points in the first round. I mean, how kind of drama can you build up when a guy gets 40 points? It seems points like in the people don't round. know who OJ Simpson is anymore. That's like, <laughs> a, that's like the third time we struggled on an OJ. It's been a while, man. I mean, that's a. Think about it. Gen- a couple generations have come now and don't yeah. didn't grow up with that's OJ. a while back ago, man. That's a big thing <laughs> for a lot of us, but that OJ was what nineteen ninety two or something like that. The yeah. OJ chase was ninety four. The, the Knicks 94, were good yeah. when OJ was running Rockets around. and Knicks <laughs> were playing. Yeah, so like ninety three, ninety four. All right, so it's around that time. Ninety three, ninety four. Wow, time flies on. Duh. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season, and so are we. I'm Tori Deal, and I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars Four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.